I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome to the Glass 8 Film Club podcast. Yes, we are back. And of course, we are here to chat about a film that we've watched. We've got a big one. I know we say this every time, but we always deliver the big films for you. We don't want to disappoint. And we've gone hard on a very modern film, so modern that it won the Oscar for the best film this year. Just a bit of a teaser there. Callum will give you the full overview in a minute. Sorry, I've teased Callum too early there. Of course he is. It's the bombshell himself, the film lover, the lover of life. It is Callum. He's here once again to join me to review a film. How are you, Callum? Thank you for hopping on the call to have a little bit of a chat about a film with me. It's okay. I mean, any any time. You don't need to say thank you. It's just, it's, it's just. But I'm always so appreciative. That's the thing. I want you to understand. That I'm never taking you for granted. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. I, it's, it's just the natural order of things that that you and I are uh, reviewing films consistently and well. Might I add? Uh, that's just our our dense chat. It's just, uh, it's captivating, as it were. Um, I can't believe we actually managed to watch yeah, this film in an actual. I can't. I can't believe well, we actually managed to watch this film in a, in a cinema. Like that is exciting cinema. for all the, the keen fans of uh, this podcast who follow us on Instagram would have had that trailed to them through a little photo of ourselves in a real life cinema with our little masks on. Thank you to the man at the cinema for taking our photo. But yeah, we actually got to meet up and watch this on the big screen. We've been threatening it for over a year now, but yeah, I loved it. It was great to actually be able to do it. Did you enjoy being able to sit there on the back row with a beer and stare at it on the big screen? Oh, absolutely. It was great. It was just the... It was just the, 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 it sounds weird, but it was the, the smell of the cinema was what I missed. It's like the, it's, <laughs> yeah. the smell, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the, the smell the of... The dustiness of the seats. Yeah, the popcorn. Um, yeah, it was just, just everything about it was great. And lots of beer was consumed. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I think we'll have to add that as the addition to this is jogging the memory for all the details because we did immediately discuss this amongst lots of other intense debates we had over the course of the day as we had a lot backed up to discuss including a lot of films we'd already gone on this so we've have gone over this once but there was quite a lot of booze fueling that so this might be a process of rejogging the memories to get back all those great points we may not have made <laughs> to each other afterwards but i'm sure we'll get through it but yeah i absolutely loved it so can't wait to get back and watch another one. Anyway, how's life been apart from that, Callum? We, we've told the listeners that we had a great time together. Have you been enjoying yourself as summer's unfolding in front of us? Oh, definitely, definitely. It's so nice. Things have, have opened again. There's this renewed sense of freedom. I just, yeah, I've I've been living my uh, I've been living my best life. And what I mean by that is I've just been on the piss quite a lot, and it's just been. <laughs> bloody fabulous it's been so nice it's just brilliant to see just to see friends as well that's the, that's the other thing that like I, I don't know it's just like this last last time we say it we've said it but it's been a, a quite a boring theme of, of, of mo- a lot of a lot of our lives that we've just been talking about lockdown and covid and everything but 
it's just been such a, a huge part of our existence this past year and a half and, mm-hmm. to, and to suddenly have you know a weekend where you can actually make actual plans and see actual people and it's just it's just a beautiful thing really i i, I mean i i don't know what it's gonna be like when all form of social restriction ends i think i'll lose my mind i genuinely think i <laughs> lose my actual mind like just from doing lots of things that will make some very interesting reviews when we get to that stage and i look forward to it oh definitely definitely yeah (laughs) (laughs) good good well for for now callum is still sane and we will try to keep him that way and while you still have some sanity remaining callum Mm. could you please tell the listeners what film we did watch at the cinema and uh, what it was all about yeah absolutely uh the film was uh called nomadland which was originally uploaded onto Disney Plus, um, but then it was released at the cinema, and we decided, oh, we got to watch a film at the cinema. So we went to see this. Uh, it's based on a book uh, called um, Nomadland, Surviving America in the 21st Century, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, uh, starring Frances McDormand. Um, and it's about this woman who leaves her hometown after her husband dies, um, and the established industry that she worked at, it's like a factory, um, closes down. Um, and she did, she lives uh, used to live in a place called Empire, which is in Nevada. It's this kind of like backwater in the middle of nowhere um, type of place. But there was a, it's alluded to that there was a real sense of community and a real sense of work ethic in this tiny little place. Um, anyway, the industry closes and she decides to be uh, houseless and travel the USA in a van. So she becomes this sort of self-sufficient um, uh, pioneer is what she's described as by her sister um, in the movie. Um, she takes seasonal work at sort of factories, um, Amazon Amazon factories, sort of production lines, uh, touristy destinations, uh, cafes, truck stops, things like that, um, just to earn some money before she goes back on the road. But, uh, the road. Um, I guess on the surface, it's a sort of, a quintessential road movie about um, freedom, um, owning your identity, and sort of rallying against a, a, a sort of a nine to five existence. Really, on the surface, that's what it kind of alludes to. But then it it's actually a lot more. It's not really about that. It's actually about something a lot more deeper. Really, it's more about age and acceptance and mourning and wreckage, sort of mentally and physically. Um, anyway, the, the, those are the sort of the themes in that respect. Uh, also she ends up in a desert as well. Um, she's invited by a fellow nomad, um, called, uh, Linda, I believe. I think, yeah, Linda. And, um, she basically learns how to be self-sufficient on the road. And eventually she returns to Empire after spending so many months on the road, um, to dispose of her belongings and her possessions. She's... Before she left, she packed all her, her entire existence into a, a storage unit in Empire, and um, she just decides to get rid of it. Um, and then she just returns to the road, and it's alluded to that that is now her existence. It's open ended. There's no no sense of um, direction. And to quote Bob Dylan, I guess she was like a Rolling Stone, really. 
There we go. Uh, what, what a way to end That's a great it. way to round up yeah. the summary there. Thank you very much, Callum. Uh, great synopsis there. My initial reaction from the film was, firstly, really enjoyed the fresh kind of areas it took me to. I think that's always a great thing from a film is where it's giving you a new perspective, exploring themes and areas that you aren't familiar with, aren't comfortable with, aren't knowledgeable about. And for me, the biggest area in this film that it explores is that period of life for people who get there and live it is after you've had a fruitful life and your dreams and pursuits have been fulfilled and you've got the joy and satisfaction out of life you want but then that comes to an end and yet you've still got life to live what happens in that period even when you are still a happy healthy person but the pursuit of something is no longer there and in this context it's summarized by the main character and the community she then joins where they've all are on the road for some reason mostly because they have lost their partners so in the instance of the main character her husband died so she had a happy life with him and it shows they had a great existence and achieved the things that they wanted to together but then that's over and there's a kind of a second life lives on after that but so much in art and personal exploration and all our worries in life are about whether we will fulfill the things that we want to and this is suggesting that well yes people lots of people will fulfill things they want to in life but that's not the end of life then because then another life can exist after that if for example your partner who for many is the fulfillment of those dreams dies leaves whatever and you have this second life to live after you've already um to yourself fulfilled those and i think that's interesting because there's not many explorations of that there's a lot of art looking at old age from a perspective of um nostalgia but then also looking at it from the harsh reality of aging and ill health and death and they're two very different things but you don't get this kind of exploration of Oh, what is it to have had a happy life, but then have those things that made it happy go, and then you have to kind of get some other meaning in your life after that. That was fascinating to me. And for that, I think this film will score highly for me, no matter what, because it did give a fresh perspective, and that's one of the biggest things when going into a film. My frustration after it was, and not necessarily a big frustration, but just my initial reaction was, the film just felt like a flat journey throughout. As you say, they were on the road and it was that American road film where a journey takes place physically on the road, but also mentally they're traveling and discovering things about themselves and the community they're part of. But the film doesn't offer many twists and turns, ups and downs. Yes, it's an emotional film and there is a lot of um deep-seated emotions in there explored between the different characters but there's nothing to send you here or there i don't think there was enough and i think this is what i said to you straight away after watching it there wasn't enough from a viewer's perspective to pull me in through the emotion it offered to then fully sell the themes that it was given to me and make me interested enough to take away loads from it 
yes, I still like those themes and I did take something from it, but I still just from a filmmaking perspective want a bit more of something direction in the plot to take my emotions and put them in the place the film's going. And even though I did find myself going into the direction of where the film was going, it was a very flat, linear storyline with not enough to get me revved up and emotional to bring it all in. There were a few emotional moments in it, but not enough to really give me the sell. So there were two initial things and um, positives and negatives that play together, but it just left me lacking a little bit in that emotional arena. What was your first feeling after watching it, Callum? Um, my first feeling was that it, uh, it, it, it kind of complicates the the narrative of what a, of of the road, I guess, because um, there's we particularly in American consciousness, the idea of the road is something that sort of permeates all has permeated um american literature american movies for since the 19th century really or at least the idea of movement anyway like i mean it's no it's no coincidence that um francis mcdormand's character um fern her sis her sister makes reference to fern as like a pioneer or one of the early pioneers there's you we associate the road with this idea of American freedom, this sort of like thrift lifestyle, um, uh, kind of like a a rugged individualism, really. And the when I think of road or the, the symbolism of the road, I think of Jack Kerouac. It's like the most obvious example. And there's a there's a theatre or at least a euphoria associated with with Kerouac and and the and the American road. I mean, musicians sing about it all the time. It's something that is part of American consciousness, part of American identity, the idea of movement on the road. And what this movie does is that it completely um breaks that down and complicates it and actually doesn't necessarily um create a theater about it or romanticize it as something that's in- incredibly um fluid. It just kind of says well, sometimes in the depth of winter, being on your own in a van on the road is not. There's nothing romantic about that. It's actually quite lonely and quite horrible. And there are there are moments in the movie when, um, like she finds solace in like the other nomad communities and stuff. Um, there there is there is elements of that. Um, so the thing that kind of struck me when I first watched it was this is not what I thought it was going to be because I went into it with all with the preconceived idea of what the road um like what the road has meant in American culture it's always yeah. been this sort of like theatrical almost kind of absurd particularly in literature um idea and this this movie just doesn't sort of uh play into that that stereotype in any way um, which I thought was again, like you said, quite refreshing. Um, the thing that I kind of well, I was also thinking about when I watched the movie was, again, it's got the skeleton of this idea, and this comes up a lot of the time because we've watched a lot of sort of Americana and and reviewed a lot of Americana on this podcast, and there's a lot in it about this idea of um, rugged individualism, the individual being this sort of self-sufficient confident american and really 
it, 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 I don't. I still don't know where I stand with this, to be honest, because the movie itself, it Fern's actually quite vulnerable. The whole nomad community are quite vulnerable, economically at least. I mean, like, I don't know whether it's the fact that it was Amazon or just it, there was there was something quite vulnerable about her going into that f- production line and working in Amazon um, just to earn a little bit of money, just so she can sort of survive because she's too economically vulnerable to retire because she's lost her job. Um, and she's relatively lonely. She has no sense of origin or sense of purpose and sense of place anymore, which again is another complication because the sort of the narrative they're all boomers, the people on the road, and it's quite interesting because like we associate the boomer generation with a generation that has secure housing, access to affordable housing, a secure job, and it's usually it's usually the it's usually us, the millennials, that are bitching about all of this stuff. That we don't have any of that, <laughs> and um, what this film does is that it, you know, the boomers that they're they're a wreckage of a financial crisis, um, sort of, and they've they've been forced into this situation whereby they have to kind of go on this sort of journey, this road journey, just to survive. Which, to me, I don't know whether it's the fact of the, the generational gap or like whether it's just because it says maybe something about me as a as a person, but I just found it a little bit um irritating's the wrong word, but almost kind of like oh well if boomers can do it, then anyone can do it. It's that and it, it was that sort of that that, un, that undercurrent of like kind of American pioneer spirit. It's like, well anyone, if we can do it, anyone can do it. You know what I mean? It was kinda like there was there was a little bit of that at the back of my mind. Um, which probably says more about my sort of uh, insecurity as a millennial, maybe. I don't know. But um, the film itself was laden with, with meaning. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's that what you're saying there is I'm a little bit conflicted as I'll pick up on something that you said because um, I've uh, had some thoughts on it. But when you're saying there the idea of the comparison to millennials and maybe one of the underwriting messages of the film is point and saying oh look well if the boomers can do it then what are millennials whinging about my instinct went more towards the message kind of being the opposite of that of saying oh look what the boomers are forced into in this now hyper uh, capitalist society and it's almost a loss of dignity and it's more a sympathetic story rather than a um kind of mm. passion driven Amer- all american success story of that i don't know exactly where i fall in terms of the intent because i hadn't thought of it completely of the direction you were saying and i can absolutely see that because it's kind of showing the strength of this community and the ability of people who have maybe lost suffered or in ill health and who are aging to still rally through that american spirit but a lot of me is saying the tone of the film feels more sympathetic and it's not a romanticization of the american spirit enduring through this traditional road it's more saying look what these people are still forced to do in a society where we romanticise this to an extent where we still think this kind of life's beautiful, but surely there's got to be an age where 
that kind of hyper-Americanization is put aside for some dignity and actually being able to live a comfortable life, especially at that age, because, yes, they're doing things like living uh, on the road and doing, like, sitting around campfires and having to, like, have makeshift stuff that you might more associate, as you say, with a millennial uh, generation is, is something that's increasing again this idea of going off the grid but obviously with the younger generation and it's kind of it's a bit exciting it's a bit sexy it's romanticized but to say well look here's the flip side reality of it let's think a little bit more in a sympathetic way towards this is the example of these elderly people living this life but this is this is more a representation of elderly people in america anyway yes these are the ones on the road but elderly people are forced to find their own way to find some dignity in old age and this is a representation of it and i agree with what you're saying in terms of it is a twist on the classic road narrative in a way that it doesn't feel like a film where the characters are trying to thrive through their journey they're trying to survive through it and whereas something that the idea of the road offers in american literature and films is yes it's tough but you're meant to learn on it you develop your character and identity through the journey the physical journey of the road as we've discussed many times you grow as a person and maybe you find yourself to settle at the end of that But that goes back to what I was saying before, why I really like the angle of this film. The theme is that the traditional road story is the individual or group of individuals pursuing something. That's what America is, the pursuit of happiness. There is a pursuit of something, then you finally settle and you get that because you've traveled, you've earned it, you've conquered it and got it. That is the definition of American history and identity. But this is post that it's post the pursuit of happiness what happens when you've pursued happiness got it and then after it so this turns what is a traditional american narrative of the road of pursuing something of attaining something to using the road to survive and it turns from what is quite a inspirational narrative normally as the character get something from their experience to something quite sad and melancholic and like i was saying this is why i feel like it is pushing more to feel sympathy for the characters rather than to drive that traditional american spirit because it's taking that traditional narrative and saying oh let's put it on this generation who aren't pursuing anything they're just trying to survive and that's highlighted by as you say picking up a little bit of work, seasonal work in Amazon and trying to get work here and there and she becomes a cleaner. And the saddest part for me, the most melancholic bit is where the character of Dave, he's like, um, I don't even can say fall in love with her, just like gets close to um, her character and eventually invites her to stay with his family, his children. They say, do you want to come and live with us permanently? And there's no kind of like, it's semi-romantic and that's how it is pitched but there's no kind of even Dave just kind of seems like he wants companionship rather than love none of them hold any desire to pursue anything and then the saddest thing for me is when she just kind of turns that that down just the soft 
in um offering of companionship like it's nothing big or no huge gesture it's like no i'll just go and continue my life surviving and that's the melancholic bit for me and that's why i think the slight twist of what the road means in this film to the normal drive and pursuit that it has is this is just a survival film with quite a not even not sad or dark just as i say melancholic undertone and i think that's the biggest success of the film yes it didn't throw me in all different directions and really make me feel it as much as i would want to but what it introduced me to was the side of things like that and made me start to understand that kind of more mundane melancholic period of many people's lives represented through this so yeah that's kind of where that bit took me um i don't know if well, that I mean, struck anything with you yeah i mean on that i mean like the idea of survival i i completely agree with you like it is not a story of thriving it's a, it's a story of survival and as i was watching it i was thinking about all the sort of stuff that i've read or watched about like american stories about survival and um sort of particularly the book like novels of like the sort of 19 about the great depression maybe um what's that john steinbeck novel called about the great depression grapes of wrath dust bowl that's the one grapes of wrath in the dust bowl of oklahoma yeah um it's a bit a little bit like that in a way because you have these sort of pioneers of american spirit in a precarious um precariously perched in society almost economically vulnerable um and the amazon factory is basically the 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 farmer's field of the 1930s it's like this sort of movement of people that have are basically carrying their life on the back of their cars yeah. or the, in the on the back of their wagon trains or whatever trying to survive and and just exist that's the thing isn't it they're just existing mm-hmm. um and the fern's sister and her family and their extended family that have a sort of massive comfortable affluent um settled um fixed existence kind of look down on fern a little bit and think think she's a bit weird because she doesn't have that but she did have that it's just now that that's gone she's completely reevaluated her life and um yeah i mean you left to feel as an audience you left to feel really sad by their existence but i think it depends on how you look at it though because like sadness you only look at it in a in a sort of theme of sadness because it's such an alien concept to most people in in a modern society to live in that way like to live without a sense of origin or a sense of with uh, again quote fucking bob dylan with no direction home good old bob but yeah it's just um it's one of those things it's like it's, it we're left to feel as an audience very sort of melancholic about their life yeah. because it's so detached from our modern ways of living but maybe that's the point of the film maybe it's like maybe it's like yeah you've the point of the point of the film is to make us feel sad because it's such an alien concept and that's fine but that's their that's their existence i mean the community the nomad communities that she associates with i mean there's an inherent melancholy with those communities anyway but at the same time they seem quite content in their own existence they feel content in existence and the flip just, of that just, just to, is, to exist. If it was, I think there is an undertone of melancholy just because it is 
elderly people and there yeah, is illness, illness and death amongst them. If the flip of it was this is a film of people sat in an old people's home all day, you'd think that this existence was far more exciting and, um, you know, kind of living life and and that. It's just because it, it are those themes. Those themes are there and it's very hard to avoid that. And I think this goes back to what I said right at the beginning is why I find this tricky to grapple with and why I do like the film for what it's done is it's putting the light on something that we don't often think about or take in or we acknowledge it but not really put our minds to it is that life at old age of it's not just how to look after people or make people carry on living or uh, keep people in health it's what does that life mean? What is it to the person? Like people are still living their lives. What is there to be gotten out of life at this stage? So as you're saying there, yes, in, in some ways it is positive when you look at the, the sign of there's people still embracing life in a uh, alternative way. And compared to what other scenarios could be at that age, especially some people who do have illnesses, this is a positive look onto it but i just can't help that it comes back to and i still do think this is one of the main points of the film is to make you feel some sympathy and make the point of can we do better than this as a society by the fact that there's so much emphasis on work through it and two parts of work the instability of the work that they have but also the need to work at that age and manual jobs for example cleaning at the campsite and obviously in the factories at Amazon. I don't think there's any um, coincidence that it, it is jobs like that because it just gives you the visual of a community where people are um, old, don't have too much money, and many of them are suffering of health, but at the same time still have to work low-paid jobs um, which are hands-on and need to work physically quite hard to get it. There's a visual there which is quite stark to look at and be like, and it comes back to what I was saying before, it begs the question, is there more dignity to this? And this is why it's a tricky one to grapple with because like you said, it it ties in and wrestles with the American ideal of, well, there's dignity in work and there's dignity in uh, travel and the pursuit of happiness and community. But the visual intrinsically makes us feel a bit uncomfortable to see the way the people live. And yes, there are flashes of happiness in it. They don't, they're not unhappy throughout the film. It's a joyous community. But the community feels like it's a necessary community for people to survive in rather than people who are pursuing something. And I think that's the undercurrent mm. of melancholy yeah, to it is... Yes, the positives to take from it, but it all just feels like making the best of a bad situation rather than people who genuinely want to pursue that lifestyle. And that's what I think the clever thing of the film is and what is fresh about it and why I can absolutely see why it won the Oscar for the best film because it puts you in a scenario where you don't know what to think because you aren't familiar or comfortable with the themes and settings that it explores and that's what makes a great film. Yes, I would have liked to have seen more 
to other elements of the filmmaking, but that is exactly what you want out of a film. And I think the fact that we're having this chat and quite, can't quite pinpoint exactly what our reaction to the messaging is, is exactly why it's a good film. And yeah, that's my kind of overriding conclusion to where, where it takes me. Let's actually get to the wrapping up now. <laughs> I think we've had some good chats about there. Is there anything else you want to throw in as usual? Wrap it up and then can you give me your mark out of 10, please? Of course, yeah. Um, it was just on what you were saying a minute ago about how, like, they're arguably they're exi- well, the jobs that they carry out are, argu- are actually really, really important and they're probably not accepted either. No. Like, you know, they, they work menial jobs, they clean up after people and, and pack. Uh, goods that are being shipped around the U.S. to provide and to prov- to provide things for people like her sister, basically, and then she's left in a to live in this nomad community. It's almost as if she's like the wreckage of like the wreckage of capitalism to an extent. Um, and I think it's that it's, that's the reason why I'm I'm still kind of in two minds about the film. And like you said, over, overall as a summation, I, I think it's um, the fact that you can't pinpoint exactly how it makes you feel. I think is um is testament to why it's a good film, why it makes you think. I mean, I've reflected reflected on it just throughout this 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 sort of this this episode really. And like at first, I was like, oh, it's it's kind of the the bo- if boomers can do it, anyone can. But then I was like, took a step back and think, well, actually, no, there's it's actually a lot more complicated than that. And it there's dignity in work, but then it's easy to say that um, when. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it I, again. I'm I'm fumbling over my words again. It's because it's such a it's just a complicated film emotionally and politically and socially. Um, I'm going to give it eight out of ten um, overall. I just think for me, I would have just liked a little bit, just a little bit more closure. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, just a little bit more closure because you it was you had. Then again, I guess. I was going to say it gives you glimmers of hope, but I guess that's what life is. You do have glimmers of hope, and then it sometimes it comes crashing back down. Uh, no, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 because it's so open-ended, and that actually, the reason why it's open-ended is because of, that's what gives it the film its power and its potency. Yeah. I'm gonna, that was a very rambling summation. No, we like rambling. <laughs> we like rambling. Thank you very much, Callum. And Well, I'm going to go 8 out of 10. Um... And I've said most of what I want to on this. And again, as you said, this is what I love about these reviews. And why I always want to keep them like this is a lot of our thoughts are developed through the discussion. This isn't me and you fighting our cases. This is me and you combining our minds and thoughts to get to a shared (laughs) endpoint. That's how I feel it. I feel that's a more beautiful way of doing it. And I do enjoy the experience. And what I was going to say when you were talking then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you were talking then about how it was you felt like you were fumbling over the ideas in this one felt exactly that same way when we reviewed Parasite both of them won the best yeah. film and in uh, back to in the uh, back to back years in the Oscar and I think that's probably why because they have those same qualities uh, that they bring up themes and issues that we struggle to get to grips with because they aren't um usual ones to us and that's the whole point of new films is to push those boundaries so that's why it does score highly for me 
because it definitely put me in a new place and has given us a great platform for discussion and thoughts and to think of different perspectives in that way. But the things that mark it down, like I said, are I finished the film and I just felt a bit flat from it. And I know that's the point. It wasn't meant to be, it's not an action. It wasn't to boost you up or motivate you or anything. But I wanted more emotion in the key plot points to draw me into the characters and the story and really sell the points of the film. Even though I got the points and they did resonate with me to make me want to think about them, discuss them as we are, I wanted a bit more just from a audience perspective. That's where the marks come down. But very good film. I can absolutely see why it won the best film at the Oscars. And I would like to watch it again because there's a lot to delve into in that. Um, and I think that's that, Callum. Thank you for getting into it. Again, great chat. We started just before we were recording saying, is it going to come back to us? I still don't know what I think of it. This is the point of the chat. Allow us to explore it. And I hope people who are listening to this have uh, sparked some thoughts in the audience's mind as well. And I'm sure everyone will have some different views. But I enjoyed that, Callum. Always good to get stuck in. We're back at it. Plenty more stuff for us to review very soon and we'll get ourselves back to the cinema again now it's open the world is out there for us to go and lock ourselves in a dark room for a few hours and watch something on a big screen so we will absolutely do that soon but we've said our piece there that was nomadland we'll be back again very soon with more films thanks for joining callum you have yourself a blooming great week. Watch some films. Send me your recommendations. Same for the audience. Get your recommendations in as well. And we'll get some more reviews your way. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.